Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the Chiefs Draft Special. Jay Binkley, Sean Barber, Julio Sanchez. The Atlanta Falcons pick is in. Is this where we finally see wide receiver fall off the board? I think so. I think wide receiver goes here to the Atlanta Falcons. Let's go to Cody Tapp right now. Cody, you enjoying this draft? I am. Well, I mean, it's early, right? There hasn't been a ton, a ton of movement, but why not? And I'm pretty sure the Falcons are taking a wide receiver. Everyone thinks they're going to take Drake London. So I'll just presume it ends up being him after all this. Yeah, it's got to be a wide receiver finally taken. So uh, let's go. Hang on one second, Cody. Here's Roger Goodell on NFL Net. In the 2022 NFL Draft, the Atlanta Falcons select Drake London. Oh. Wide receiver. Okay. USC. So they go. There you go. The first wide receiver off the board, Cody. Drake London, who is interesting because he did not uh, participate in a 40-yard dash at the combine or his pro day and dealt with that injury. Uh, right, fractured his right ankle two years ago. But uh, you a little bit surprised it took this long to get a wide receiver? No, this felt like about the range. I was a little surprised we went the first five picks without a single offensive player. I mean, I only thought that that offensive player – was going to be an offensive lineman, but I kind of thought someone would go in the top five. But no, this is about now to 20 bank is when I think a lot of the wide receivers start going. So if Kansas City's looking for their guy or has an idea of their guy, I'm going to guess that there are quite a few that are getting ready to come off the board for them, or at least that's my assumption. There's multiple reports you saw earlier. Jay Glazer said that maybe they were looking yeah. for next year's first round, anything to try to get up. So I got to imagine that the chiefs are going to start really paying attention. Now I'm surprised it's Drake London and that Jamison Williams. Like I didn't think that, uh, or Garrett Wilson. I, I, I did not think Drake London would be the first receiver taken. I, the only reason I thought he'd be the first receiver taken was when it got to the Falcons. I thought there was a chance someone might go ahead of that, but when it got to the Falcons, there was a lot of reporting out of Atlanta that they really liked Drake London and maybe think maybe this was team's plans about Jamison Williams. Maybe the Falcons were a part of that grouping of teams that, started to love him up so that he would get as high as possible, Garrett Wilson, so that they could kind of fly under the radar. I I don't think any of these guys, in my opinion, Jamison Williams is the only guy that I thought considerable talent upgrade over the others. And if he had not been hurt, I think it's him. But because of when he got hurt, I just don't think that that, that – I think that's what shoves Jamison Williams down the board. But I'm not surprised it's Drake London over – Garrett Wilson over any of the other names we've mentioned because it just seems like it's such a mess together. So who you who are you taking now if if you're the Chiefs or because what's scary to me is all the edges basically 
But I think impact edges that you can count on being starters. Of course, I had an edge that the Chiefs uh, mocked at Arnold Ebicady. But the top four, there's one remaining, and that's Jermaine Johnson. Yeah, and if he falls, because three of those guys have already gone, I don't see a way. If he falls, then great. But it's having, I'm having a hard time believing that he's going to get past these next, you know what, three, four picks, because at 13, we know the Texans is certainly a place that the Chiefs can move up to. But I don't feel like Jermaine Johnson is getting through the next five picks. If he does, going up to 13 for him, awesome. If not, to me, it's either stay where you are at 29 and 30 for the edge or, you know, find that way to get like a George Karlaftis, but at 22, 23, 24, Bink, where you're making that small move up, not that big one, up to get a guy like Jermaine Johnson. I wonder if the Vikings, because I had heard they're looking to move back. They sit there at number 12. I always kind of looked at the Vikings as maybe a situation that could look to trade to the back end of the first round with the Chiefs. That's one of the teams I've been looking at was the Vikings at 12. I think it's possible. I mean, 12-13, you know, I think that people want to try to, like, discount that the, the Chargers would never trade with the Chiefs, but we watched interdivisional teams trade last year, so I certainly don't rule out any, you know, like, I don't rule that out. I don't think that that's crazy that – they would make that move. But I think it starts at 12 and 13. So, yes, the Vikings are a real trade candidate. The Texans are a real trade candidate. I think both of those teams are certainly in the mix. It's just a matter of if Kansas City wants to give up the ammunition. It is clear they want to take two first-round picks in this year's draft. That's what they report from Glazer earlier was they were willing to put next year's, right, buy into the yep. future a little bit. But I, I just don't think I, – I don't think any plan works for Kansas City tonight unless it is they get to take two first-round picks. Which Glazer's really plugged into everything, so – yeah. Well, and with the Chiefs, and like it doesn't matter really any team, but it seems like any time he says something about the Chiefs, it's not wrong. No, no, he, he's usually right. Cody, enjoy the rest of the draft. I'm sure you made some great snacks because you typically – well, actually, you're on a diet, so I don't know. No, I've, I've lost all the weight I need. I know. So oh, okay. Well, I got a lot of pizza for you guys pie. in the fridge. Yeah, a key lime pie just came out of the, the oven, so <laughs> that'll be ready in no time. Thanks a lot, Cody. Take it easy, my man. Thanks, thanks. Appreciate it. So, so Drake London, the first wide receiver taken by the Falcons. Drake London, USC, six foot five, two hundred ten pounds, wide receiver. Throws back over the middle, complete in the end zone. That's a touchdown to London. He's a former basketball player who knows how to use his frame at wide receiver. Last year, he dominated against quality opponents before suffering a broken ankle. Despite playing only eight games in 2021. London still recorded seven touchdowns with 88 catches for over 1,000 yards. He's a walking mismatch with few red flags and lots to like. So Seattle sits on the clock now. They've got about three minutes left to pick. And and I have a feeling, Sean, as you were a fourth-round pick yourself, that you know, in three minutes they're taking some phone calls, so you may want to trade down with where they sit. But that's another team that could be looking in the quarterback direction. But offensive line helps what they need. I mean, they... Russell Wilson was running for his life the last couple of years, and finally he went to Denver. Doesn't have to maybe do that as much, but he was always running for his life in Seattle. Yeah, with Seattle, I had a quarterback, offensive tackle, and then cornerback as the three positions of need for so them. So Malik Willis sits there. So I like Willis um, as offensive tackle. I still like Cross. Um, that young man then as a cornerback, obviously um, my, my, my third quarterback, which second was on my list, was the guy McDuffie out of UW, Washington University. Well, it's just right in their backyard, but the pick is in for Seattle. But this thing is just cruising right through, man. I like it, man. Teams, I think teams came in with some 
um, definite targets. And if the phone didn't ring early, they just went ahead and said, "All right, let's make let's make moves. Let's we, we've we've answered the phone calls. We we know what the offers are to get up to our picks. If you're not willing to give it to us." Why, why, why keep everybody hanging on? Let's go ahead and make the picks. Well, it helps when the team like the Lions turns in their card. <laughs> no time off the clock. They didn't waste any time for trading. They didn't care about teams calling up and trading up. I don't know if that's always the best strategy, too. Um, I know you're probably not going to make a move, but I think you'd want to listen at least listen to people. I, you know why I would listen? Because then it tells you who people are like thinking about kind of yeah. moving on from. So if you if you know a team is thinking about moving on, maybe later in the season – when it's time to make an yeah. offer for a trade, you, you go back to those same conversations, you know, and say, man, on, you know, during the draft, he was, he was willing to give, give, give up this player. So you want to make a deal for him now? Well, the Lions do pick 32 in the first round at the very end, and that could very well be the quarterback um, that they may be trying to get. But I'm looking at Seattle and thinking, okay, which direction are they going to go? They do have picks 40 and pick 41 in the second round. Mm. That's a position. I'm just saying if the Chiefs are sitting there 29-30, I know they're not really in the position to trade back because they already have 12 picks. But if they did want to move up in the second round, it is an option with the Seahawks, and they have done business with the Seahawks before. Definitely. And, and obviously the Seahawks, uh, you know, that's the current home of one of our local uh, football stars, uh, Tyler Lockett. Um, and I know he would love to get one of these – young quarterbacks um, in-house. Obviously, they already got Drew Luck there, so he always, he's already got the local connection. Uh, but getting an, another young, uh, lively arm like uh, Malik Wilson would be a great idea for them. But like you said, I think offensive tackle might be where they're going with Cross. Look at all those people. There's just a ton and ton of people in Las See Vegas. See Seattle getting a the call. They're talking on the phone. Mm-mm. Well, the pick is in. The pick is now in for Seattle. We're not seeing wild trades either. No. Like, we're not seeing wild trades, and we're almost to pick 10, so – if you're thinking a team is going to trade up in the top 10, the Jets that sit there at number 10 next. Let's go to the, the uh, NFL Network and listen to Roger Goodell. The NFL draft. The Seattle Seahawks select Charles Cross. Tackle Mississippi State. Okay. So Charles- there you go, Sean. You were talking about Charles Cross, so we're seeing some of the best tackles off the board. Charles Cross, Mississippi State. Offensive line. 6'5", 310 pounds. Athletic and agile, Cross seems like a high first-round selection. He's played only 24 college games, two seasons in Coach Mike Leach's air raid offense. Out of over 900 snaps, according to Pro Football Focus, Cross was run-blocking only 200 times last season. Even so, at the key left tackle position, he allowed just two sacks and got excellent reviews for his work on screens. So there you go, Charles Cross, a guy that you liked. We've seen three offensive linemen go now in the last five picks, and I know that you really like Charles Cross linked to uh, the Seattle Seahawks, which they need offensive line help, obviously. Yeah, like I said, you know, quarterback, um, cornerback, and offensive tackle was there in three positions of need. And so, you know, when, when you have the luxury of having one of the top three offensive tackles fall to you at, um, you know, this late in the first, uh, you just go ahead and make the pick. Um, you know, Like you said, the next, the Jets are on their second. A uh, pick of the first in this early, early pick of the first round. Um, they already went with corner. Um, the two positions of need I thought for them were going to be corner and edge. So um, it's one really good edge rusher left to go. So I think this is, might be the last of the gimme picks of the draft at number 10. So uh, the Jets at 10, the Washington Commanders at number 11. Um, could the Jets get a call or the Jets going to be content um, to take Sauce Gardner 
and then take a guy like Daniel Jeremiah. That would be a great beginning. And I think the Giants have hit two home runs so far in the draft. But could Jermaine Johnson be there for the New York? And they, listen, they want wide receiver because they want a Tyreek Hill. And they've been on the Debo Samuel deal, too. They've been calling the 49ers. They want to make a trade for that. Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams remains out there. I think it's between Jermaine Johnson and a wide receiver. They need both. And they covet both. But I think Jermaine Johnson is probably the best player still on the clock or and, on the board. And if I'm the Jets, I got my phones kind of wide open. So if, if I, you know, I'll, I said the Minnesota Vikings also needed an edge rusher, and they're picking about three, two or three picks from now. So I'm kind of maybe calling Minnesota and say, do you want this guy? You know, I'm going to take Jermaine Johnson. If you really want him, you can come up, you know, give me a third and a fourth or something like that and come on, move on up a few picks and go ahead and get your guy. If not, I'm taking him. Um, so I'm kind of looking, if I'm the Jets, I'm looking down the board, and I'm trying to pick the teams that have an edge need left in this um, uh, first round and telling them, hey, if you want to come, come even, even if it's the Chiefs, hey, Veach, come get your guy. I got him. Because uh, I think they can afford to move back a couple slots and get their receivers still. Yes, they can. We one of the good ones still going to be there. We know it's still deep. It's a deep draft for wide receivers. So, I mean, yes, if I was the Jets and I'm thinking wide receiver, I definitely wouldn't pick them here at 10. I'd go ahead and draft, you know, uh, trade back. Um, pick up a few extra picks and let another team come up here and take Jermaine Johnson. And if you have Jermaine Johnson and he, he went to, the, say, the Commanders, that'd be Chase Young with Jermaine Johnson. That's a pretty nice pass rush there. We'll take a timeout and come back with the Jets pick as it looks like it's in. You're listening to Bink's NFL Draft Special on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Window World, the official window of the Kansas City Chiefs. Welcome back to our NFL Draft Special. Jay Binkley, Sean Farber, Julio Sanchez producing the operations. We have a trade. The Commanders, the Washington Commanders, your former team, Sean Barber, have traded the New Orleans Saints, who currently sit on the clock. The Jets, by the way, selected wide receiver Garrett Wilson. We've seen two wide receivers go and not Jamison Williams. Garrett Wilson, Ohio State, wide receiver, six foot, 190 pounds. To the house goes Garrett Wilson again into the end zone on a 51-yard scoring play. Wilson has outstanding body control and ball skills and also excels after the catch. He had over 1,000 yards receiving, 13 total touchdowns, and 70 catches for the Buckeyes last year. At the NFL Combine, Wilson ran an official 4-3-8 second 40-yard dash. So there you go, Garrett Wilson, the second wide receiver. Jamison Williams not taken off the clock at this point so yeah looks like washington was going to trade there was some interest in the chiefs uh, moving up here but it's actually the new orleans saints uh one of these teams that has two first round picks moving up right to the uh right to the 11th spot they have three minutes left on the clock to make their selection why well, the saints need an offensive tackle edge and also um offensive tackle and an edge so between those two positions, if I, if I look at it, unless they was moving up to obviously, you know, get that quarterback that they wanted. Um, edge rush, we, we keep saying um, Johnson is the, the, the last uh, piece to fall, the last domino to fall of those uh, dynamic edges that we knew were all coming off the board. So um, I can see I can see a team moving up for a guy like that. Yeah, I think they'd move up for Jermaine Johnson at this point. Wide receiver, I don't see him moving up for at this point. The Saints – uh, I'm with you on the edge. That's something that they need. Somebody get to the quarterback. But I can definitely see the Saints moving up with that. It's finally the first trade we've seen 
it is the first trade, and we didn't see any inside the top ten. We only we've only seen a trade now at number eleven. Uh, to recap, what's going on so far? Trevon Walker, the first pick in the draft, the Jags pick two, Aiden Hutchinson of Michigan, with the Lions at least no time getting him. Derek Stingley Jr., the cornerback from LSU, goes to the Texans at three. Sauce Gardner goes to the Jets at four. Kayvon Thibodeau goes to the Giants at five. Uh, Ike McQuanu, the uh, tackle, NC State, goes number six to the Panthers. Evan Neal, Giants from Alabama, goes number seven. Drake London, the first wide receiver taken, goes number eight. And number nine is Charles Cross, another offensive lineman, Mississippi State. Then Garrett Wilson, the second wide receiver, taken off the board. To Ohio State, and we sit here at pick 11 with the first trade in this draft. So far, we didn't see the big trades before this draft. We didn't hear the hot rumors like last year, Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Usually we have some, some remember Larry Tunsil and the mask uh, a couple years ago. They yeah, did a yeah. little s- surprises right before the draft. This draft's been clean, man. There's been nothing. This is not, this is, and I know that it could go uh, haywire at any point, but it's been a very smooth draft process so far. Yeah. And the, and the Saints, they didn't really, uh, they, I didn't, I don't think they played, they, they didn't pay a king's ransom to move up those five spots. They took the 16, the 98, and the 120. So, yes, lost some bodies, but um, not not like, you know, a few premier picks um, to move up five spots to get whoever they wanted. Um, and if it is Jermaine Johnson, I think that, you know, no, those two picks, I think if, if you know you're getting your guy, was worth it. Well, they still got pick 19. Yes. That's, still- the, that's always the luxury of having two picks in the first round. You can trade one of them and some later picks and – Move up to where you need to move to get your guy. So, what'd you say that trade was for exactly? For uh, pick 16, 98, and 120 from the Saints are going to the Commanders for pick number 11. 16, 19, and 128 moving up to the spot. For the Chiefs to do that spot's a big trade. I mean, that would be a, a, a huge trade for the Chiefs to move up there. Although, 29 and 30 would have got them to, to, if they did 29 and 30, which I can't see them doing that, but that would be on the trade chart. That would have been enough points to get them to ninth. Mm. So they they start at more points now because now you can start talking about one pick, and then maybe go a third round or a fourth round. The Saints pick is in at this point. Roger Goodell's coming to the uh, podium, NFL Network. Let's go to Roger Goodell and the Saints pick right now. All thirty-two teams and their fans. We've got a similar time two weeks from tonight when we announce the twenty twenty-two. Schedule on May 12th. This year's schedule will have a new twist as our Thursday night games will be carried by a new partner, Amazon Prime Video. Joining me are Chargers and Chiefs season ticket members, James Debo and Moose Felt. Oh, it's about to be a big announcement for the Chiefs. Also, here is Pro Football Hall of Famer Tony Gonzalez who will be part of the Prime Video Broadcast team. Congratulations, Tony. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Roger. How's everybody doing? Everybody good? Good. I'll tell you what, I am excited to be part of this broadcasting crew for Amazon. You may recognize this guy right here next to me. He's going to be helping me make this announcement for a Prime Video, which will be airing on week two of the NFL season, September 15th, Los Angeles. Running back Austin Eckler. Huh? And I guess you can tell probably it's no surprise. The first game that we're going to kick it off is going to be out in Arrowhead on Thursday night against the Chargers. And I'll tell you what, Austin, 
If you, if you want my opinion about this game, whoever has the ball last is going to win this game, at least the way it's always seen. Talk to the fans. Tell them what you think. Look, it, it doesn't get much better than this. It doesn't get much better than this. Thursday night football. You got two high-powered teams battling it out. It's going to be epic. It's going to be an amazing thing. Even if you don't rock with the, with the Chargers or Chief, I know you got me on your fantasy team, so there's no point in not watching. It's going to be awesome. I'll tell you what, we're looking forward to it. This rivalry goes back 62 years. You're not going to see that every time these two teams get together, it's explosion, it's fireworks, it's touchdowns, great defense. So we will see you there September 15th. All right, so while those guys announced something for Amazon, we uh, had same-day delivery on a Lions trade. They just moved up from 32. Here we go. Minnesota, an NFC North on NFC North phone call. So there we go, number 32. The you Lions think? move up with the Vikings. Didn't they say the Lions moved up? You don't see a lot of interdivisional trades like that. So I was wondering, the Vikings did want to move back, like I said, but it's the Lions that moved back. But we, we just heard, hang on, here's Roger Goodell's selection. Chris Olave, wide receiver, Ohio State. So Chris Olave now goes, not Jamison Williams, it's Chris Olave so that's who the Saints wanted to trade up and get. So it's Chris Olave going to the Saints, which you just heard there a minute ago with Austin Heckler and Tony Gonzalez out there is the Chiefs are going to be the first Amazon Prime Thursday night game. Now, you might be worried about that because maybe you don't have Amazon Prime. If you want to watch all the Thursday night games, you need to get it. Amazon Prime. But one of the local carriers will pick up this game, so you won't need it. It'll probably be shown on Channel 41. So anytime the Chiefs are in the game, Sean, it'll be picked up by a local broadcast network. The first game is going to be the Rams versus we don't know. That's going to be the first Thursday night on NBC. But the Chiefs get the next Thursday night. So playing Thursday night right off the bat against the Chargers, Arrowhead Stadium versus the Chargers. It said Arrowhead Stadium today. So it's the first game yes. released. Because the international games will be released the 4th of May. The rest of schedule May 12th. But how about those New Orleans Saints? Um, not going Jamison Williams. Are people afraid of his ACL. He's put out all those videos. I'm working out. But again, I said you can do that a million times. We'll see what you can do when there's actual people out there to hit you. Chris Olave, man, uh, uh, the dynamic duo from Ohio State goes, yep, goes back to back. I guess once one of them off the board, the next one had to come off. Um, was that worth uh, number 98 and 120, you know, to put those two picks into it to move up? For Olave, uh, no. A few spots. I don't think so, man. I mean, I, the, didn't the Saints, even have a thousand yards last year. The Saints could have stayed where they were and still got one of the next three wide receivers and probably have the equal output as far as t statistically. But we did see another trade happen, and the details of that trade is the Detroit Lions are sending picks 32, 34, and 66 to the Vikings for pick 12 and 46. See, that that's... That's good. That's getting good because that's that, that sweet spot of the second round, mm -hmm. thirty-two and thirty-four. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is a prime pick. The Vikings again. This was a team willing to trade back. They were willing to do it. The Lions took them up on their offer. They have to be going quarterback. Man, I would think they are. Man, you had to do something in the future of that organization. Um, you, 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 you probably wasn't willing to go into the top ten, and we thought that Carolina or Atlanta or um, Seattle were possibly going to take your quarterback. And now on the board, you're in a position where you can um, trade some future picks around and still get your franchise quarterback. I, I would think that at this position, Detroit Lions were moving back up so they can get the number one quarterback according to their 
big board. Don't forget Michael Thomas still with the Saints. He's been injured lately, but he's Ohio State too. So they get another <laughs> Ohio State guy there. But Chris Olave goes off the board to the New Orleans Saints. Chris Olave, 6'1", 187 pounds. Wide receiver, Ohio State. Cuts inside to the five and gets into the end zone for an Ohio State touchdown. Chris Olave. A smooth and fluid receiver, Olave also features the top end speed that makes him a threat anywhere on the field. His footwork helps create open space from defenders on both deep balls and curls, and he adjusts well to balls in the air. His lack of size and strength could hinder growth at the next level. He has average catching skills and could be more dangerous after the catch. Yeah, these these weaknesses sometimes are kind of funny because T.J. Watt, uh, his weaknesses, he lacks explosiveness off the edge. He ends up going 30th and ends up being Defensive Player of the Year. And Tony Gonzalez couldn't get away from breaks, according to a lot of his weaknesses. But Chris Olave, 6'1", 189 pounds. Bink, bink. The trades are coming fast, Bink. We got another trade in. We got another trade in. The so now Eagles. it starts. <laughs> the Eagles and Saints traded before, too. Remember when they swapped? Yes. When they traded those first-round picks for next year and next year yes. with, with the Saints getting them, the Eagles and Saints were – the Saints have been very active playing. What's their trade? The Eagles have traded up to Houston's pick 13. Ooh. The details haven't been discussed yet, but the Eagles have traded up. Now they own the 13 spot. So now the 13th spot with the Texans. We're still waiting on Detroit. Their pick is in here. You think it's going to be quarterback. What do you think the Eagles traded up for? Jermaine Johnson? Knowing that the Lions are going quarterback here? I think so. That's another one of your former teams. I, I think so. I mean, uh, there's there's no uh, doubt that they needed a, a pass rusher. Um, they, they were unhappy with uh, – there was a Tennessee pass rusher they got a, a few years ago, about five years ago out of Tennessee, and they've been a little bit unhappy with that that production in that position, um, parting ways and then having uh, 55 come back. But in, in, in the Eagles' nest, you got to get after the quarterback, and so – um, yeah, it, it, it would make sense for them to move back up thinking that Detroit is going to take a quarterback and, hey, that, that Jay Johnson is still there, so we, we, we have to wait and see at pick 13. Obviously, the Eagles making a trade with the, Jet, with the uh, Houston Texans to get that 13th pick. Now, don't forget the Eagles and the Saints made a trade before this uh, whole process started. Let's go to the podium and hear from Roger Goodell on NFL Network. 22 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select... Jamison Wilman, Williams. Whoa. Whoa. Receiver, Alabama. Whoa. Whoa. Alert. <laughs> Blockbuster right there. So now Jamison Williams now gone, as we've seen a hell of a run on wide receivers here with Garrett Wilson gone, Drake London's gone, Chris Olave's gone, and now Jamison Williams gone. And we put it this way. The Chiefs just one player away from not even worrying about trading up. Jermaine Johnson would be the only guy. The wide receivers, they're not going to do it. But Jamison Williams, the former Ohio State wide receiver that went to Alabama, keep in mind we've already seen two Ohio State receivers off the board. That's becoming wide receiver you. Jamison Williams, Alabama, wide receiver, six foot two, 189 pounds. Price rolls right and throws. Complete Williams. Jamison midfield 50. And he's all the way in for a touchdown. After transferring to Alabama, Williams had a breakout season last year. 79 receptions, over 1,500 yards, and 15 touchdowns. But he tore an ACL in the national championship. Williams runs routes well and could be more than just a deep threat in the pros. So there you go, Jamison Williams. One good year there at Alabama. Off the clock. Some considered him the best receiver of the draft. He didn't turn the ACL. He probably is 
going first overall, but all the top ones are going before he did. And I mentioned the Saints and the Eagles. They did a nice trade here uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, the Saints received two 2022 first-round picks, 16 and 19, and a 2022 sixth-round pick, number 194, while the Eagles received a 2022 first-round pick, number 18, a 2023 first-round pick, a 2024 second-round pick, plus a third-round pick in 2022, and a seventh round. So that was a big trade right there. But the Lions didn't move up for a quarterback right now, so it's great you have Jamison Williams, but how are you going to get him the ball? Again, I would say the Lions looked at this, this season as maybe a lost season and saying, hey, we'll take the number one overall wide receiver. Yes, he's hurt. He might be missing the majority of this season. But, I mean, what is our expectation of season anyway? So if it's a loss, it's a loss. At least we're going into 2023 with who we know as a primetime target, a primetime receiver and the playmaker. So um, great, I mean, I mean, hey, great move by the Detroit Lions. Uh, once they saw that there was going to be a run on these wide outs, um, waiting for their, their time to strike and taking that 30-second pick and 34 and trading up to get uh, what I consider, the, you know, obviously the number one linebacker, the number one wide receiver in this draft in uh, Mr. Williams. So we saw at number eight, Drake London, a wide receiver from USC, the first wide receiver taken. Saw pick number 10, Garrett Wilson, Ohio State wide receiver taken. Chris Olave, Ohio State wide receiver number 11. Jamison Williams, wide receiver Alabama. It's three in a row, four in the last five picks are wide receivers and for the Chiefs. All right, there's a lot of talk. Are they going to move up? And a lot of, you know, McShay and all these people had him trading up to get Jamison Williams. Some McShay had him 17 with the Chargers trading the Chiefs, which I thought was insane. Anyway, but here's the bottom line. Jermaine Johnson still remains one of those guys you would trade up for. But if he's taken right here from the Eagles, Chiefs are staying put. No doubt. I mean, in my needs board, I got the Eagles actually needing a cornerback or a linebacker. So, um Obviously, there's, there's, it seems like there's one linebacker, that the, the guy out of Utah, that everybody's oh, kind of big about. Devin Lloyd. But, uh, like we said, we know those cornerbacks, uh, that, that University of Washington, um, McDuffie, he's a guy, if you really wanted a quarterback, I mean, a cornerback, that's the guy they may be after right here. Yeah, Trent McDuffie would be a nice fit. Also, you know, kind of, you know, Kyle Hamilton, they kind of need safety as well. He's he's by far, not by, I'm not going to say by far, but he is the best safety in this year's draft class, huge guy too, 6'4", 220 pounds. But Kyle Hamilton would be my pick for the Eagles. You're going Trey McDuffie. I'm going to say, yeah, McDuffie, if they go cornerback, and then um, obviously, like I said, linebacker, the, the dark horse would be the guy uh, from Utah, number zero. Well, this is interesting. So we have several trades finally starting to happen <laughs> in the draft. Chiefs have stayed put at this point. Doesn't mean they haven't made phone calls. Like, it does not mean they haven't made phone calls. You know. And keep in mind, when they give up first-round picks, if it's future first-round picks, teams know they're good. So, so they know it's going to be probably a pick at the end of the first round. Yeah, three picks, three trades. Um, it's getting hot and heavy. Obviously, we, we thought, hey, man, it's going to be a, a, a draft full of trades. And over the first 10 picks, no one, no phones ring anything. And then all of a sudden, bam, 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 three picks. Um, receiver, receiver, receiver. Like you said, four out of the last five picks have been receiver. And now the pick is in. It's the Eagles. Um, they traded up for somebody. They wanted to go get their guy. Um, and let's see who they got. I'm going to say Kyle Hamilton. You're going to safety from Notre Dame. You're seeing Trent McDuffie, the cornerback out of uh, Washington, probably the best cornerback uh, still on the board for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I'm still looking for the Eagles trade compensation. What did they do to move up? Um, my understanding, yeah. 
Yeah. And we saw the Lions jump up and get their guy in Jamison Williams when they traded from number 32, the Vikings looking to move back. But, again, it's a quarterback situation. And Matt Campbell made some crazy comment, their head coach, a couple weeks ago about how you don't always need an elite quarterback to win. That's just not true. All right, I got the compensation. It is the 15th overall pick, the fourth-round pick, and then two 2022 uh, fifth-round picks. The Texans are giving uh, – oh, that's what they get from the Eagles. So, they, yeah, they're getting the 15th uh, fourth-round pick and two fifth-round picks just to um, for the Eagles to move up two spots. Man. In- interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. We need to take a timeout. We come back. We'll let you know what the Eagles did here on the draft special. You're listening to Bink's NFL Draft Special on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Window World, the official window of the Kansas City Chiefs. And welcome back to our NFL Draft Special slash Chief Special. Jay Bakley, Sean Barber, Julio Sanchez producing the operation. Brought to you by Window World, the official window of the Kansas City Chiefs. The Eagles have now made their selection. They go defensive tackle. This guy's a freak of nature. Jordan Davis goes to the Philadelphia Eagles. The Baltimore Ravens now on the clock. City at number 14. Another one off the... uh, the Georgia Bulldogs defensive line, and Sean, this is a guy that's a total beast. They even put him in the backfield at times just because he's so athletic, but this guy dominates the line of scrimmage. Man, he's a monster. He's a man of a mountain of a man. Um, obviously, he was the talk of talks when it came to the combine. Well, he's 6'6", 341, ran a 478. Come on. That, that's that's mind-blowing. That's that's ridiculous. Uh, it's it's not even worth it. But the interesting thing about the Eagles is how they slide, slid in front of Baltimore because I, I mock draft after mock draft, they had Jordan Davis just falling into Baltimore's lap, um, you know, being a, a, a legitimate replacement for Clayus Campbell. Um, needing needing that big old man in the middle to um, kind of revamp this Baltimore Ravens defense, and I think the Eagles, you know, they pulled an eleventh hour trade to move in front of who you know who they knew was going to get the guy. Um, they couldn't stay pat and stand still where they were. They they went ahead and made the move to move up uh, to get their guy, which is Jordan Davis. So now you're sitting at pick number fourteen. It is the Baltimore Ravens, followed by the Houston Texans at fifteen. And the one good thing here is. You haven't seen quarterbacks taken. So let's say three of those guys get taken at some point. That's three picks off. And more and more of those nice second-tier guys at edge and in wide receiver could end up to the Kansas City Chiefs. And when you redraft it next year, maybe the second tier is better than the first tier, to be quite honest with you. But I think this bodes well for the Chiefs. They need a run on uh, on quarterbacks here. Save the cornerbacks and safeties the round two. But I think this bodes well for the Kansas City Chiefs. Not to get one of the top guys. If they're if they're looking at Jamison Williams and Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave and these guys, that pipe dream is gone. <laughs> Jermaine Johnson remains out there as the best, best editor, but he keeps sliding. And you kept hearing, you know, talk about him might go into the Jets number four. Mm-hmm. Like Jermaine Johnson was climbing this week, and here he is falling a tad bit. Yeah, it seems like the guys that have fallen in the draft are actually the Notre Dame safety Hamilton. Uh, I saw a lot of mocks have him top five um, in the draft. And then, obviously, uh, like we said, Jermaine Johnson from Florida State are the two guys who we considered, I guess, top ten locks almost as far as all the mock drafts. And both of them are available now um, looking at um, uh, 
uh, pick 15. Well, the best available, Kyle Hamilton, Jermaine Johnson, whichever one you want to say. But Trey McDuffie right there, too. I think yeah. any of those three could go. Trevor Penning, uh, the next uh, stud offensive lineman, um, sitting there as well. And Trevor Penning is one of those uh, guys that plays with the complete attitude uh, with Northern Iowa. Okay. But he slipped his way up here. Um, you know, you're talking FCS guy coming up. He would be an awesome fit for uh, Coach Harbaugh and the attitude that the Baltimore Ravens play with. They are a – um, yeah, they're, they're, they play with that, that right on that thin line of being a little bit dirty, a little bit nasty. Um, you got to be cut from a different cloth to be a Raven. Um, and, and I think they, they bring that atmosphere. They want players that um, naturally play with that little, uh, that, that nasty demeanor. So um, I can see, like you said, the Ravens taking uh, pinning or, um, like we said, go with, the, with one of the cornerbacks. Um, and I like um, McDuffie a little bit more than I like uh, the, the Clemson cornerback booth. So Baltimore Ravens picking next. Linebacker, would you say offensive line and cornerback are kind of what they need? So Trey McDuffie would fit into that. Devin Lloyd, the linebacker out of Utah. Yeah. And then the offensive Penning. line be Trevor Penning. Yeah, that's that's the three picks I think that falls into their need basis. And obviously I think the Ravens are one of those teams that they don't like to do a lot of, you know, trades the day of the draft. So they kind of let let the board fall to them. And if they were waiting on Jordan Davis, they waited one pick too long. And the Philadelphia Eagles slid in front of them to take Jordan Davis from Georgia. The pick is in with the Baltimore Ravens. We'll let you know that is in just a minute. Are you a big fan of taking the best available player or the best available player in a position you need? I'm always – I'm sticking to my board. I, I think that if you take the best player, your team eventually gets good. Your, 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 your team grows um, if you stay out of, you know, um, trying to fill holes. Here's uh, Roger Goodell, NFL Network, with the Ravens selection. NFL draft. The Baltimore Ravens select Kyle Hamilton, defensive back, Notre Dame. All right, Kyle. So there you go, Kyle Hamilton, the best safety in this draft. Keep in mind, the safety class is absolutely loaded with Daxton Hill, probably the next best safety, Lewis Seen out of Georgia, Jalen Petrie, uh, as we're seeing the first uh, safety come off the board in what is just a free. Kyle Hamilton, 6'4", 220 pounds, uh, got banged up at Notre Dame, but a complete stud. Safety, 6'4", 220 pounds. Notre Dame. Drops back, here comes a blitz, stands in, throws over the middle. Ball tipped, intercepted, picked off by Kyle Hamilton. Many consider Hamilton to be the best overall prospect in this NFL draft. Hamilton, who has the size of a linebacker and the speed of a cornerback, is long, rangy, instinctive, and athletic. Hamilton's 40 time was a bit below expectations, and he is coming off a knee injury that caused him to miss the last six games last season. I think that cost him a bit and that 40 time as well. I think that's why he slid. You heard him say there he could be the best uh, prospect in the NFL draft, and he was looked upon that, at least being a top three type pick. But 4-5-9, 40-yard dash, I think that was uh, a 40 time he did not want. Because now you're moving in the linebacker category, not safety. Yeah, he's a, I mean, he's a tall drink of milk. He's, he's, he's a long, linky guy. I think he had a little knee injury on one of his hurt. Um, he hurt uh, on a sideline yeah, hit games. one time. Missed a few games, but uh, like they say, very rangy, uh, great ball skills, and able to definitely high point the ball. Um, a nose for the ball, obviously a smart kid out of Notre Dame. Um, he's just a baller. He's a gamer. Um, able to play multiple positions in the secondary, roll up in the box, be a split safety, also be the free um, so the Baltimore Ravens, I think they just looked at versatility and said, hey, you know, this guy's a you know, top five athlete and he's available for us at 14. 
Um, yeah, we didn't get the freaking nature on the D line, but we did. We definitely feel like we got the freaking nature in the backfield. It's a good pick for them uh, when they go defense all the time. But uh, coming up next, Houston on the clock, then Washington, then the Chargers. We start seeing the AFC West. We'll take that timeout right now and let you know who the Houston Texans pick is. You're listening to Bink's NFL Draft Special on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Window World, the official window of the Kansas City Chiefs. And welcome back to Chiefs Draft Special. Jay Binkley, Sean Barber, Julio Sanchez producing. Several things have just happened. Well, most importantly, the Ravens have made a big trade. Hollywood Brown to the Arizona Cardinals for pick 23. Cardinals had pick 23. The Ravens make that trade. I thought that might be a spot for the Chiefs to be between 22 and 28 if there was somebody they had their eye on to sneak up because I don't like Chiefs trading with the Bills or Titans. I don't see them doing that. But Hollywood Brown to the Cardinals and a third-round pick to get pick number 23. And as far as the draft is concerned, Houston did not take Jermaine Johnson. They go offensive line in Kenyon Green and Texas A&M, which there's a a couple guys on defense, including Jake Peavy, I really like. But Kenyon Green to the Houston Texans. Kenyon Green, 6'4", 235 pounds. Offensive line, Texas A&M. A guard prospect with an NFL-ready body, he has shown great proficiency in run blocking, using solid leverage, handwork, and leg drive. In pass protection, his initial contact is solid. However, he has a tendency to grab when opponents slide from his control. For all of the natural instincts he showcases in the run, he lacks that natural feel in pass protection. (laughs) Not exactly a glowing review for Kenyon Green, but the Houston Texans are going that direction anyway we've seen some of these teams making two picks Derek Stingley goes the third pick overall at LSU to the Texans then they go Kenyon Green with their second draft pick uh, Washington on the clock now so we saw that big run of wide receivers and we've seen Sate we've seen defensive tackle safety and guard go the last three picks and Jordan Davis to the Eagles at 13 Kyle Hamilton the best safety in the draft 14 to the Baltimore Ravens who traded Hollywood Brown they're going to get back in at the action and get pick number 23 and then Kenyon Green. Texas A&M, the offensive guard, going number 15 to the Texans. This might be why the Texans are bad. I'm just saying, man, there's not, I have nothing against Kenyon Green personally, but they need more weapons than a guard, especially when a guy like Jermaine Johnson is still there on the clock. Yeah, I mean. You, they lose what? And they lose Wiley. I mean, just laying the foundation, Bank. They're just laying the foundation. For what? A terrible quarterback. What are they doing, Sean? Uh, Draft has been a struggle in Houston ever since um, Boyle took over and I guess turned the rings over to the guy who used to be the chaplain of the team, who's now the GM of the team, who used to be. I mean, he's had so many different positions in the organization that that most people don't even know who's really making the calls over there at Houston. So. If there was a team that was going to take an offensive guard in the top 15 uh, while a premier edge rusher and cornerbacks are um, still all available, um, they still need an offensive tackle. Um, but they go guard. They they take a guy. I mean, again, that, that makes no – that doesn't really make any common sense. But, hey, if there's a team to do it, the Houston Texans are the one to do it. So um, let's see them win. So Washington on the clock as well as we go back to another one of your former teams, Sean Barber. <laughs> You love that NFC East. Yeah, man. Oh, man, the, the, the Redskins, I mean, that Washington football, I mean, the Washington come out, you know, changed the name so many times, sometimes it has you stuttering on here. 
the Washington Commandos has been a team under Ron Rivera who's I mean, they've been real focused on the defense side of the ball. They, yeah, it seemed like anybody from Alabama who's a top pick, they've always uh, been very heavy on those Alabama guys um, picking them. So uh, you never know, man. This might be a guy. Uh, maybe, maybe this is a Bama pick. All right, so wide receiver cornerback is what I have for Washington at this point. Wide receiver, I don't think they go. Cornerback could be the spot here for Washington. The command, I like the commandos. You say better than the commanders, by the way. I like way. commandos. I think I like that name better. All right, let's go to Roger Goodell with NFL Network for the pick, Washington. The 16th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Washington Commanders select Jahan Dotson, wide receiver, Penn State. Wow, Jahan Dotson Man. going earlier Ugh. than I thought he would. I thought this was a late round Late first-round pick, and again, it's not good. played at Penn State. Arnold Ebicady, the defensive lineman, had a better pro day than Jahan Dotson did. So, a little bit surprised on the Jahan Dotson pick for the Washington Commanders. Good wide receiver. I don't know if he's that number one you think of at this point, but Jahan Dotson, you knew he's going to probably be a first-rounder, but we're seeing a lot of these wide receivers go early. I mean, Traylon Burks was going to go ahead of all these guys, but here's Jahan Dotson. Five foot eleven, one hundred eighty-four pound wide receiver, Penn State. Caught, 20, 15, 10, to the five, to the end zone, touchdown, Penn State. Jahan Dotson. Dotson brings his big playability to the NFL after earning first-team All Big Ten honors, leaving Happy Valley with the second most receptions in school history. Speed is his greatest asset, but he also has great hands and ball skills that make his dangerous one-on-one situations even more deadly. So another wide receiver off the board, the Chargers on the clock now. The first of their 10 selections in this year's draft, uh, the only other AFC West team to be taking somebody in the first round. And when you think of the Chargers, uh, offensive line always for them. Uh, I think they go wide receiver as well. I think they could go wide receiver uh, as well. I know they bring back Mike Williams, but that team's always they looking just for paid wep- Williams so much. But the te- teams, the team's always looking for weapons for Herbert. But I think both lines, offense and defensive line, for the Chargers. But I wouldn't sleep on them getting a wide receiver, even though we've seen Dotson now uh, selected. By the way, the Chargers pick is already in. Pick. This has got to be the edge rush. I mean, it was fast. The Los Angeles Chargers select. Zion Johnson, guard, wow. Boston College. Wow. So they go offensive line. Wow. Okay, that makes sense to protect Justin Herbert. So Zion, they, they didn't waste any time, did they? Now, this was a guy that some people mocked. I've seen him go to the Chiefs. Pro Football Talk, I think, had him on their mock draft to the Chiefs. Really nice offensive lineman, but Chargers didn't waste any time, man. That pick was in. I thought they would maybe wait a little bit and take some phone calls, but that was almost Aiden Hutchin type speed yeah. up to the podium. Well, they must have saw something that everybody else didn't see. I mean, I know Johnson, they said um, he had the most position flexibility, of, I think, of all the offensive linemen because they said they felt like he could play both guards and also a few games attack. I mean, so they think he can be that ultimate swing guy. But I guess they, when it comes to protecting the franchise quarterback, uh, you make some calls. And obviously coming out of Boston College, uh, the man, the level of competition he faced in some of the, the film you see is probably not the, the greatest in the – um, ACC and stuff like that, but I mean, hey, the, the guy's a ball player. He's a pounder. He's a bruiser. Uh, he's got the size, the arm length, and everything. Again, I just this is these are two high picks for guards that 
Um, I, I just wouldn't. They're not game changers to me. They, they can't. You can't win a game or lose a game based off of these guys. And I'm, I'm looking in the top twenty of picking guys that I think can wreck games or win a game for me. But that line's starting to be good. Rashawn Slater, first round pick by the Chargers last year, turned out to be a good pick. And left tackle, they bring in Corey Lindsay. He was the free agent for the Packers. He was their center last year. And now with Zion Johnson, the guard going to the Chargers, they've really started to bulk up that offensive line uh, for Justin Herbert. His Bengals uh, trying to do the same thing basically as well. We'll take a time out. We come back. Tennessee Titans on the clock at 18. You're listening to Bink's NFL Draft Special on 610 Sports Radio. Brought to you by Window World, the official window of the Kansas City Chiefs. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.